Welcome to the Boys in the Iceberg! Woo! Uh, the podcast where we recap Avatar The Last Airbender episode by episode for fans new and old. I'm your host, John Listman, immigration attorney by day, stand-up comic by night, airbender at heart. And I'm joined as always by my co-host. I'm Jeff Miller, TV writer, avid mind wanderer, and aspiring waterbender. Welcome, Jeff, and uh, welcome all you fans back to season two of well, Boys in yes. the Iceberg. Yeah, uh, what, a, what a season we have ahead of us. Uh, we start, of course, at the top with uh, book two, episode one, The Avatar State. Uh, Aang and his friends rest at an Earth Kingdom outpost after their journey from the North Pole. They are to be escorted to Amashu, where Aang intends to find King Bumi to teach him earthbending. General Fong, however, inspired by Aang's battle-determined actions during the Siege of the North, suggests that Aang defeat the Fire Lord and end a war immediately by triggering the Avatar State. After many failed attempts, the general finally succeeds in triggering the Avatar State by faking Katara's death. Aang nearly destroys the base in anger, and the group decides to go to Amashu alone. In the meantime, Zuko and his uncle are visited by his sister Azula, who has come bearing a message from the Fire Lord, requesting their return home. Zuko and his uncle discover Azula's summon to be a disguise in order to imprison the pair and escape. Okay, whoa, what, what a crazy, crazy app we have here, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Crazy indeed, and the intro to just one of the best TV villains mm. maybe ever. I, oh, she's so good. More on Azula soon. Uh, the yeah. episode begins with Aang in the middle of a vivid nightmare from the southern air temple to the northern water tribe. He experiences each time he's entered the Avatar State in each location, getting violently attacked by his Avatar State doppelganger over and over. Eventually, while getting slashed at by Book One's Koizilla monster, Aang wakes up horrified and gasping. Um, he quietly heads to the deck of the Water Tribe ship, where Katara finds him and asks if he wants to talk. Aang confides to her his nightmare and tells her the power of the Avatar state is not just terrifying for others, it terrifies him as well. The next morning, Paku gives them parting gifts for their journey to Earth Kingdom base, where they will be escorted to Omashu, so Aang can learn earthbending from King Bumi. Katara is given an amulet filled with water from the Spirit Oasis, and Aang receives waterbending scrolls. Sokka, hoping for a gift as well, gets a disappointing pat on the shoulder and a casual, take care, son. Take care, son. Okay. Um, let's talk about the season beginning with a dream sequence. Like, like we are uh, just right off the bat in Aang's mind here. There is unrest. There is anxiety. There is just uh, uncertainty that he's dealing with, with his role in the world. Kind of bring viewers right back to where, you know, things left off. In a way, I mean, having this dream is also a great thematic hint for the rest of book two. Mm. There's a lot of introspection and a lot more that goes on here. Things are getting a lot tougher. And the, I think, reality of it is setting in. Dude, um, just the whole, uh, I mean, just the, the dream sequence, like, like that mm -hmm. you really learn the uh, strength 
of the Avatar state. It's, it's almost a reminder to the audience. The episode is named, of course, the uh, Avatar state. Mm-hmm. It's like a re-education for everyone and for Aang included of just how powerful a force this is and the need to uh, discipline it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You watch it happening in the show and for the most part, when it happens, it's, it's, it's great and wonderful things are, you know, end up for our heroes anyway. Uh, you know, you watch it, and it's almost like a video game where you have, you know, you hit circle and you get that superpower. But mm-hmm. the thing is, Aang can't just hit circle. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not as easy as all that. So that's really the scary part because, yeah, that kind of power, you know, misused can be devastating. Absolutely. Aang just can't hit circle. Uh, we'll come back to that later. I'd like that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we got Paku par- parting ways with the gang giving all of them a special gift to remember them by. Uh, I love how like anytime in a show, there's a gift presentation ceremony or something. Uh, clearly, you know, each of these uh, items are gonna be instrumental in the show's future. Uh-huh. These are the dragon eggs in Game of Thrones here. I mean, we, we just know uh, Oh yeah, things are coming. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the water boy water. Yeah, uh, and uh, just, okay. And Zuko. We, yeah, and Zuko. Or, I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry. Before Zuko, a word on Sokka. Um, yeah. Because, uh, okay, just, no, I figured, just checking. Um, Sokka gets nothing, and the audience gets its first womp, womp, womp. Season mm-hmm. th- like, you know what I mean? Within the first scene, actually, the dream sequence was the first scene, but the, uh, yeah. the, the intro here, we're, we're brought back to the world. We're given the awesome, scary power of this avatar state nightmare and then womp, womp, womp. i don't know mm-hmm. both sides expertly on display of what makes yeah. this show so amazing absolutely yeah. uh elsewhere iroh is relaxing and getting a massage at a spa and we learn he and zuko spent three weeks floating on driftwood without food or water after leaving the northern water tribe zuko is unhappy as it is the three-year anniversary of his banishment from the Fire Nation. And he reiterates to Iroh his desire to reclaim his honor, the throne, and his father's respect. Iroh conjectures that the Fire Lord does care, happily explaining what he other, would he otherwise uh, have banished his son if he didn't care? Zuko angrily leaves, leaving Iroh to ask if what he had said came out wrong. At sea, a Fire Nation ship carrying Princess Azula nears the Earth Kingdom. Tasked with the capture of Zuko and Iroh, she tells her crew that her brother and uncle have disgraced the Fire Lord and by extension brought shame on them all. She warns them that while they may hesitate about attacking people of the royal family, she will not show restraint to punish them if they do. As she dismisses them, her captain informs her that the tides will not allow them to enter the port on time. Azula, not satisfied with the delay, threatens to have the captain be thrown overboard if he does not bring them in, and the man complies. Whoa, boy. Tell me something. Yes. Does the tide control this ship? Mm. Ah. I control this ship. Okay. Some big Vader energy right right off the bat. So we got, let's let's jump back first to Zuko and Iroh. Zuko. of course we open the season, he's at like the most gorgeous spa ever. Even when he's like a, an outlaw on the run, he's getting these like five-star massages in nature. He's uh, my idol. 
Yeah. Iroh knows how to, I mean, Iroh's got, you know, he's dealt with some, some really hard times, but when it comes to resting, which was before they ended up being stuck on Driftwood, you know, one of the last things he said was a man needs his rest. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing Zuko can do, it's rest. It's rest in style. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Um, even though, uh, Iroh's resting, Zuko is, I mean, well aware. It's the three year anniversary of his banishment. And, uh, you know, man, at the end of season one, you get this moment of, I need rest. Like, I'm going to take a breathe. And then you, you, you think, okay, Zuko, yes, chill, take a minute. Uh, but here we are, and that minute has passed. He's already back to honor, throne, and father. Uh, At least three weeks has passed. And yeah. it's amazing how, you know, it, that, it, it is kind of a write-off line, and it's told in a joke. But the idea that they spent three weeks on Driftwood with no food or water is huge and just thinking about that you know what must have gone through Zuko's mind during all that you know as close as he might have been to maybe understanding that there's more to it that maybe there's more than just capture the avatar regain my honor that you know there's there's different elements to consider here that probably went all out the window because he was probably blaming them for everything you know it's the avatar's fault that you know yes he saved me but then they just left me out here and and he's probably just wants to do anything he can to get back to the way things were. And unfortunately, as a teenager, it's hard to keep things in perspective for very long, not to mention this coinciding with this anniversary. Yeah. Oh, man, I love the line from Iroh that the Fire Lord does care. Otherwise, he wouldn't have banished you. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not wrong, but like, it, it, yo, uh, you're an asshole. I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what he cares about. It, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this is like the anti-proverb. We're, we're, we're not used to hearing uh, Iroh speak yeah. like this. Uh, He's malnourished. Yeah, but there's no time <laughs> to think about yeah. uh, that with uh, none other than Princess Azula nearing the Earth Oof. Kingdom. Okay. Uh, well, Terrifying. first off, we see that she's being sent to capture Zuko and Iroh. So the Fire Lord does care the way Iroh says, uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, first let's do the character introduction. I mean, we, you, you mentioned it. The, uh, uh, do the tides make the... Uh, you know, control like, the ship. Yeah. Uh, like, like we already see her... Dude, I mean, uh, who, who does she remind you of? I don't... She, she just has a presence that commands respect. She reminds me of Azula. I mean, there's really no one like... You know, there, there yes. are very menacing, awe-inspiring villains out there, but, or villainesses, what have, she is another level. And especially on this show, everyone's been very, you know, you don't want to say one note, and certainly Zuko is not that, but, but in book one for the majority of it, and then you have Zhao, and you have only really what you hear about Ozai, and then one line near the end of the season, mm-hmm. at the very end, they're all pretty one note in terms of just like, we're evil, we destroy, we, you know, lord our power over those who can't help, you know, themselves and, and just dominate. And for the first time, you're really seeing a different kind of villain. You know, it's kind of like switching gears, you know, in, in the Dark Knight trilogy from the League of Shadows to the mm-hmm. Joker. You're really getting a different, 
different class of criminal, you know? Oh, absolutely. Azula is just, you know, I don't know if we've seen it yet, but we know that she does lightning or that she bends that. She is, you know, every, every word she speaks has purpose behind it. Yeah. Um, She's really manipulative. You can tell Mm -hmm. it's going to be a much, much tougher road. I mean, Ozai's powerful, but this is a whole different kind of scary. I know, and uh, to bring her on late, like like she's had yeah. little, almost no role up until this point. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> unbelievable, uh, unbelievable stuff. Uh, Aang and his friends arrive at the Earth Kingdom base and are greeted with honor by General Fong and his garrison. As Team Avatar's actions at the North Pole have become well known, General Fong describes the wonder of Asian of Aang single-handedly destroying a Fire Nation fleet. Fong believes with such power, Aang is now ready to face the Fire Lord and end the Hundred Year War. Panicked, the gang disagrees, reminding the General Aang first has to master the Four Elements. Besides, Aang was only able to do what he did because of the Avatar State, which he cannot enter willingly. After showing Aang the Earth Army Infirmary, housing all the soldiers who were hurt by the war, Fong asks Aang to ponder an offer allow him to help Aang gain control of the Avatar state. Uh, all right, here's the plot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. here, I mean, we, we get into the meat of this episode. Uh, yeah. Oof. Okay. Um, let me just, quick meta thing here. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, this whole traveling with Paku, okay, they had ties. This whole having an escort to anywhere in this whole universe when they... Uh, have a bison. They they've navigated, zigzagged their way from top to I mean bottom to top. Uh, it was a bit out of uh, character. Yeah, uh, maybe you know the way I look at it, the Avatar was you know known of, but you know the rest of the world's been waiting for this to happen, and I feel like they consider it their personal responsibility to make sure that things go according to plan, and he gets where he needs to go safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may be kind of unnecessary because it would seem Aang and, you know, Team Avatar can kind of take care of themselves, but it couldn't hurt to have, you know, a, uh, a support staff, so to speak. Yeah. Um, certainly an escort. Maybe they just been in the earth kingdom, um, or, or, or as far as this, but, uh, Yeah. All right. And if that is the case, I mean, why does, I understand Fong wants to win the war, um, but surely he must know the Avatar must master the four elements. Desperation. I mean, you forget he's been for his entire life, not just his involvement of, Mm. you know, with the military, this war has been going on and it's been going on for decades before that too. Um, these guys, you know, they, I, I think that scene at the infirmary, it, it, it kind of harkens back to that, to that moment in uh, Gone with the Wind when they see all the uh, injured Civil War soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just hard to see that knowing if there's any possibility to end this, end this like tragedy, do anything you can, um, even if it may not necessarily be the right way to do things, quote unquote. You can see where that desperation can come from, but mm-hmm. you know it's still it, it it doesn't outweigh the risk of an untamed avatar state. Definitely, 
Uh, lot, lots to risk there. I love that we are learning. I mean, <laughs> so much about the Avatar state. And what? Yeah. The Avatar state? What a perfect episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, on her ship, Azula is practicing lightning generation, a highly advanced form of firebending. Her royal advisors, Lo and Lee, would watch her progress and remark she is close but not perfect. One hair out of place. Azula angrily remarks that almost isn't good enough and continues practicing, firing a bolt of lightning into the sky. Hearing the thunder from some distance away, Iroh wakes and looks around, concerned. Okay. Uh, the introduction of lightning bending. Mm-hmm. I mean, massive. It is, it is, again, like, this is a whole new, whole new season. Boys yeah. and girls. Uh, new uh, <laughs> advanced forms of bending uh, to be seen. And... Uh, it, yeah. it's, it, it's also hard to describe in the, in the recap, but the look you get on, on Azula's face mm. when she angrily notices the hair out of place, almost blaming that for her not being perfect is just like, you see the, in her head, you know, the, the oof, just a lot of mental. Yeah. Maniacal. Yeah, she's yes, uh, maniacal. Thank you. That's she's she's, a, she's an evil genius mm-hmm. uh, with, with with psychological problems on top of it. I mean, it's yeah. a unbelievable uh, just a split image uh, of all you need to know about her whole character, and mm-hmm. uh, the fact that she bends lightning already also tells you she's quite advanced. That mm-hmm. night. <clears throat> Aang goes to meet Fong, accepting his offer, returning to the room in which Katara and Sokka are sleeping. He informs them of his choice. While Sokka agrees, seeing it as a simple, obvious shortcut, Katara is very much against it, believing Aang needs to keep mastering the elements in the proper manner. Aang tells her to be realistic, believing that he does not have the time to learn all the elements the right way. But she becomes upset and leaves the room, refusing to be a part of the plan. The next day, Fong begins testing Aang, attempting to trigger the avatar state. First, he serves Aang a special herbal tea, which increases energy tenfold in soldiers, but it only gives Aang an energy rush. Sokka tries to scare Aang into the avatar state, wearing Momo as a head, but it does not work. Fong organizes a ritual in which Aang wears clothing from all four nations and is bathed in all four elements, but that just makes him sneeze. (laughs) <laughs> okay guys shenanigan fun times are yes. back here um well okay first the very serious decision to go ahead and do it to let this right. guy try to you know uh, activate the avatar state mm-hmm. uh, whether or not it's the right way um and i like okay that he did actually ask katara how she felt like like her voice was heard and like i i do think ang pondered it briefly uh so I do like that. Yeah. Um, He's also got the guilt of being in an iceberg for a hundred years. So like, bro. to him, it's just, I've already, you know, he already thinks he let the world down. Every problem in the world is always his fault. Like I get yeah, it. It's, uh, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's literally carrying the weight of the world yeah. on his shoulders. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's, that's too much. Uh, yeah. I like the first attempt to trigger the avatar state when they serve him an herbal tea. I uh, should mention, I love yerba mate, which is Uh, another very strong and powerful herbal tea. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, that's what it made me think of almost immediately. And uh, I like getting my energy rush that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next, we get the Sokka. Uh, 
<laughs> we, I mean, dude, that was like awesome. That that was just like drawn so well. Oh yeah, it was it was it was kind of terrifying. It wasn't terrifying <laughs> enough for them, but it's kind of scared me the first time I saw it. That's for sure. And yeah. even again now, uh, if I were to see that in some kind of haunted house, just like coming out mm-hmm. of the shadows, that would be uh, a crazy one. I do like Fong's idea here of putting the four uh, elements together. Uh, <laughs> It's it's funny because I was thinking about it's kind of you know ridiculous. I, I get wearing the clothing and and you have some clothing of like Avatar yeah. and the balance in the four nations, but you know thinking that anything would actually coalesce in that bowl when you're mixing like fire and air are yeah. going to enter a mixture of dirt and water it's it's mud you're making <laughs> absolutely mud, mud. You're, you're heating up some mud and then yeah. boiling on it oh. which is pretty funny i liked it um i, I mean I, I like the visual humor it's yeah, didn't of course. have any kind of uh and the outfit too yeah uh elsewhere azula surprises iroh and zuko at the resort with a friendly visit though both of them are immediately suspicious of her intention she tells them the fire lord thanks to rumors of treachery and subversion in the Fire Nation, regrets banishing his son. He wants Zuko to come home, as family is suddenly very important to Ozai, and the only thing he can trust. Zuko is dumbstruck by the news, and Azula departs, giving them the night to think it over. Oh, boy. Um, Aren't you happy? I just told you very good news. news. Mother wants you home. She's not, yeah. She has no emotions. She has no. A- she all, all she wants is like the gratification and respect for, like, doing the favor of giving him, you know, of of coming over and lying. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's uh, a lot for them to process. Yeah. Elsewhere, uh, yeah, Katara finds Aang on a balcony, lets him know that for those people who care about him, watching him in the Avatar state is a frightening experience. As grateful as he is to know that Katara is concerned about him, Aang stands by his decision still believing that what Fong is doing is right. Aang faults himself for having been unable to stop the Hundred Years' War and feels that he must try to do something about it. A saddened Katara leaves, telling him she will no longer watch their attempts to induce the Avatar state, as she could not watch him do that to himself. Uh, I believe we mentioned this one earlier, so I, well, I, I was talking about the Katara in the comparison. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like Katara leaves twice, maybe? I, I don't know. Literally um, the way to the I, world. I yeah. do want to say I, I feel bad because you know we didn't mention in the last paragraph, but we do also have the first um, Zuzu drop from Azula. Uh, yeah. So we find out Zuko's childhood nickname, and just seeing how he like quickly descends into this insecure, angry younger brother type when his domineering, terrifying sisters around. I know. Um, is pretty cool, but then here. Yeah, um, Aang has to do it. I know. Uh, I love Zuzu, just real quick, the, uh, the power she has over him. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's so uh, visceral and immediate. I, uh, I liked it a lot. Moving on. That night, Zuko is overjoyed by the news that their father wants him to return home. Iroh is suspicious of the news, having never known the Fire Lord to be regretful of anything and warns Zuko that things are never what they seem in her family. Zuko, upset by Iroh's assertion, angrily insults his uncle, accusing him of being jealous of his younger brother. 
Um, Zuko. Yeah, no, what, what happened to rest? You, you, you could have gotten a massage. You could have been... Uh... Azula knew exactly what to say to get to him, to yeah. get him to revert to his so, most insecure form. So blind. And, uh, of course, the wise Iroh is smart enough to see right through this. Yeah. Aang has another nightmare. This time of his Avatar State doppelganger attacking him on Zuko's ship. Aang awakens no less terrified than before, and waking a sleeping Sokka tells him that trying to force the Avatar State is a bad idea. When Aang asks Sokka if General Fong will be upset, Sokka casually replies that there's nothing Fong could say since Aang's the Avatar. The next morning, Zuko makes his way to port, soon joined by Iroh. Iroh tells Zuko that family sticks together, and Zuko smiles happily, but as they head for the ship, Iroh glances at it warily. Aang explains to Fong, that the Avatar state can only be triggered when he is in genuine danger. Fong, still bent upon inducing the Avatar state, subsequently assaults Aang with earthbending and orders his soldiers to do the same. Aang, unwilling to fight the soldiers, manages to evade their attacks while unsuccessfully trying to persuade them to stop attacking while Sokka manages to break free from two guards attempting to restrain him. Okay, so I may have got a little over there, but there's a lot happening here at the same time. Um, yeah. waking up from the nightmare. Uh, I think, dude, I, I, I firmly believe like just as you're wandering to bed, that's like where the genius moment, the, the unconscious, the, the real, uh, feeling comes through. So like when I see Aang wake up, uh, okay. He, he, he actually wants to help. He wants to do what Fong is telling him, but he knows deep down it's not the right thing. Right. It's, yeah. uh. You know, especially for somebody like the Avatar and an airbending Avatar who happens to be a monk, you really feel with your spiritual energy and your, mm. and your gut instinct. And there's nothing more gut than your subconscious, you know, your, your, your dreams, your, oh, yeah. your subconscious. It's a good thing this finally happened in some ways, it turns out. Uh, but you'd, you'd like to hope that Aang would choose not to rush into this like this we can only hope just like we <laughs> hope uh zuko wouldn't rush into azula's ship so quickly uh i i just don't get it uh i just don't get it it's really uh they're they're literally stepping aboard a ship without like even anything other than azula's word that uh everything they want is magically coming true yeah it's it's good to see iroh join knowing what's 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 probably in store Yep. Uh, you know, you know that he knows Zuko's not thinking clearly. That that seeing, I mean, you're you're seeing your sister who you haven't seen since you've been banished, so three years, and she's also you know a representative of your father. This is all this stuff coming flooding back to you at once after having spent three weeks without food or water, desperately trying to survive. It's all so much and. And we'll get find out more, but we already know Zuko's got some inner turmoil there. And Azula telling him this news on the three-year anniversary of his mm. banishment mm. is like a perfect, you know, manipulation <sighs> tactic. And and it's going to be a lot easier to get Zuko to let his guard down and and believe you. You know, I'm I'm more uh, forgiving of Zuko's naivete now that you remind me. It's the three-year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, yeah, he's too emotional to really think clearly here. Um, 
elsewhere then, we got Aang and Fong. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you go to the guy with your gut uh, and you say it can only be triggered when you're in danger. Well, guess what? I'm about to bring the danger. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's just so short-sighted. Like, dude, he you could know. kill him and his whole army. If, if, if he actually triggered the full Avatar state and could it's, wipe it's, out this whole palace. You'd almost think that knowing what they know, you know, you've talked about it already, how he wiped out hundreds of Fire Navy ships single-handedly. You almost expect him and the other, like, generals and, and whoever to be in, like, a nuclear viewing bunker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, underground, like, with a little slit to, to, to see what's going on where Aang and the soldiers are like miles in the distance, just in case. But yeah. this guy, it's the, he's desperate and uh, he's going to do whatever he thinks he has to. And it's not going to be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, more on that soon. Elsewhere, Azula and crew warmly welcome her brother and her uncle to her ship. Azula tells the captain to set a course for home. The captain orders the crew to raise the anchors, accidentally stating, uh, Take the prisoners home. Iroh and Zuko instantly realize Azula's true intentions, and Zuko throws the captain overboard and moves to confront Azula while Iroh fights off the ship's remaining guards. Okay. I mean, like, you're, you're telling me this whole mission, this whole plan, this whole uh, his story is just like the captain forgot that he wasn't supposed to blab. That they're... Uh, that that yeah. kind of... That, that was a little too... You know, Ooh, convenient. That's a Patrick um, Star move. That's not a captain I of know. a Fire Nation move. Yeah. That's the other thing that that it was the captain and not just a, a soldier. Bumbling or soldier. Right. They could have easily I mean, been some bumbling. Then again, when you think about the confrontation he had with Azula Azula earlier in the episode, you know, she's already in his head. He's already probably pretty nervous about her. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. At least it seemed Iroh, in that moment, knew exactly how to start taking care of things. I mean, listen, Iroh um, was wary the whole time. He was, like, right. ready to unleash his plan B. Uh, right, but yeah. why not, you know... I, I guess you needed a way to get into that moment in the scene, but, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Pretty convenient. Yeah. Oh, man. Katara is in bed when she hears the noise outside. She grows worried and decides to check on Aang. Katara crosses paths with Sokka, who briefly explains that Fong has lost it and is trying to force Aang into the Avatar state, and they both rush to help Aang. General Fong sees Katara as a last-ditch effort to induce the Avatar state, and Earth bends the ground beneath her, causing her to sink in. As she is slowly swallowed by the Earth, Aang begs Fong to release her, but Fong refuses to relent and lets the ground completely swallow Katara. Her scream of terror is cut off as she is completely buried. Enraged, Aang enters the Avatar state. This initially delights Fong, but Aang immediately begins to devastate everything around him. Well, uh, duh. Um, I know. That just right. transition on his face, like, oh, uh, oh, oh, I, I, uh, um, what sort of earthly surface do you think Fong was using there? I was uh, picturing him uh, making quicksand. Yeah, definitely, definitely made that quicksand. Um, I mean, dude, Fong knows that uh, Katara is the bait, you know? Uh, but I feel Aang doesn't know that, you know what I mean? It feels like it's, 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 he's so in love with her and everyone can see it, but Aang. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Certainly worked, though. You can't argue with these results. They got the Avatar State. And, yes. uh, wow, shocker, you, you don't want to unleash the dragon, you know? <laughs> yeah, careful what you wish for. Azula handles Zuko with ease, taunting him, saying their father blames Iroh for the failure to capture the North Pole and considers Zuko a miserable failure. He'd rather Zuko rot in prison than allow him to further embarrass himself in the Fire Nation. Furious, Zuko renews his attacks but he is eventually thrown harshly to the bottom of the stairs, leading to the hold. As Azula prepares to kill a defenseless and disoriented Zuko with lightning, Iroh grabs her hand and redirects the blast, throwing her overboard, allowing them to escape. Woof! Uh, the rescue. I mean, they kind of rescue themselves. Okay, if we had any doubt there's, about Azula's intentions, it's so Yeah, there's, there's a couple things here that, that I notice and love. The psychotic pleasure that Azula gets when she's finally able to be herself and taunt Zuko and just the delight that she gets to remind him how ashamed her father is of, of, of he and Iroh. Just the badassery of her blue flames. Mm -hmm. um, and then Iroh freaking redirects lightning. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Um, so not only are we getting the first lightning bending or lightning generation as it's called, but we're also getting lightning redirection. Which is awesome. Yeah. Such a... If we had any doubts about Azula's intentions before, uh, they are all gone now. At the base, still under attack by Avatar State Aang, Fong reveals Katara is unharmed. Her disappearance was merely a trick, but his admission falls on deaf ears. Avatar Roku appears on his dragon fang and takes a projection of Aang's soul with him as he explains the nature of the Avatar state. It is a defense mechanism designed to empower the Avatar with the skill and knowledge of all their past lives. He warns Aang, however, that while in the Avatar state, he is at his most powerful, he is also at his most vulnerable. If an Avatar were to be killed while in the Avatar state, the reincarnation cycle would be broken and the avatar would cease to exist. Oh uh, boy. It's a bit of info you could have given him Cora. before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh boy. Find, finding this out and realizing now why it sounds the way it does is because it's all his past lives talking at once. It's a great, not twist, but revelation mm -hmm. um, it, it, in terms of the mythology of the series. You know, if, if they die in the avatar state that's it yeah i mean that's that's pretty intense so with great power comes great responsibility for sure oh my god absolutely you're most powerful and you're most vulnerable i uh it's absolutely clutch uh returning to his own body and leaving the avatar state ang is distressed by the destruction he's caused but general fong is happy at successfully inducing the avatar state ang tells him he's insane but fong ignores him telling him that they can figure out how to control the Avatar state on the way to the Fire Nation. Sokka rides up Fong and knocks him unconscious with his club, asking the remaining soldiers if they have any qualms about his actions. None of them raise an objection, and Team Avatar subsequently departs on Appa for Omashu by themselves, rejecting the escort offered by Fong's shell-shocked soldiers. Um, yeah, uh, we never needed an escort this whole time. <laughs> Uh, we didn't need an escort. Certainly didn't need General Fong. That's for good sure. Crazy ideas. Yeah, I'm glad um, that uh, even his soldiers agree. Like, like, oh, the Avatar yeah. state is not to be trifled with. Not all. At, at and all. then we get Sokka finally getting his nice little bop on the head. Yeah. 
bonk, bonk, bonk. We, we needed a little sound yeah. effect. Uh, back in the resort village, Azula holds up a wanted poster depicting Zuko and Iroh's faces and warns the group of gathered villagers that anybody harboring them will face the Fire Lord's wrath. Zuko and Iroh, having escaped Azula's guard, stop to rest near a small creek as a symbol of severance from their family and the Fire Nation. The pair cut off their top knots and place them in the creek, watching as the current slowly washes them out of sight. Okay, the symbolism here uh, is like poetic. It is like their ties. It's literally their hair tied to the uh, Fire Nation. And uh, I mean, it's cut off. They, They are done with family. Yeah, well, with this, you know, not not each other, but this this the rest of their family that's lost their minds. Yeah. Um, I love it, and you know, a lot of the fans of the series are now happy because we're going to get short, messy-haired Zuko, love which short, is messy fun. Hair. Zuko, yeah, we we perfectly set the stage for the course of of book two. Aang's in the Earth Kingdom looking for his um, Earthbending master, and he's going to try to master that. And now Zuko and uh, Iroh are no longer just banished outcasts, but they are wanted traitors and on the, and really just on the lamp and are really trying to, they're, they're, they're still going after the avatar, but they're also trying to protect themselves and stay out of uh, sight because now they're, they're wanted. Yeah. And uh, with that, we wrap up our episode. Oh my yeah. God, Jeff! Any 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 other thoughts or and something we may have missed or not covered? Uh, no, I think that I mean we haven't said her name because she hasn't appeared yet, but we're only a few episodes away, and I think we're all very excited about it. Definitely. Um, but aside from that, you know, this season or or this episode, I think helped really rack focus to this being a different, you know, this is really the already a darker tone, you know, Mm -hmm. with, with the avatar state, with uh, the, the faking Katara's death, with the menace and, and just pure evil in it with, with regards to Azula. Um, And that this was really her episode. I thought her intro was just wild and really well done. Definitely. Um, I think just like how much of this episode was not like in the, ep- uh, in the reality, let me explain. Like, like we had so much of it was the nightmares. Some of it, so much of it was the, in the spirit world with like Roku at the end there. And uh, I mean, he had multiple nightmares. It's really something Teddy. that's going to keep on coming back to us here. Yeah. Teddy for sure. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, man, and just you know, all the first, the lightning generation, the Azula, um, the haircut, the knife. Yeah, dude, that knife is going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll have more on that knife later, and also just, um, dude, when when you saw the other avatars, uh, when Roku's explaining how the avatar state works, I don't know that we had seen all those before, and it was just like unbelievable to see. Yeah, we'd seen their statues and stuff, but right. we hadn't really, I don't think, gotten into all. Yeah. Yes. And uh, with that, we wrap up another episode of The Boys in the Iceberg. Thank you for listening. Uh, Please subscribe and follow on Spotify and Instagram. New episodes coming out Tuesday and Thursday. 
Thank you, and uh, good night. Flamio, Hotman.